Let's turn the page to the econ section for our GMS Focus this morning. Last month, the Bank of Korea caused big news by becoming the first central bank in an advanced country to raise interest rates since the beginning of COVID-19. In the end, the BOK cited the rapidly rising household debt and asset market bubbles as justification for raising the rate. And it seems likely that the Bank of Korea will raise their rates further before the end of the year. Usually, central banks make its decisions based on the possibility of inflation and recession. While rising inflation has been in the news lately, analysts also call into question whether the rate increases can actually quell the rising inflation. Today, we'll take a look at Korea's inflation and unemployment, whether the economy on price and employment fronts have recovered enough to start raising the interest rates. To provide insight on the topic, we connect with Professor Yang Jun-suk of the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Young. Good morning. And happy almost Chuseok to you. <laughs> happy Chuseok as well. So most analysts seem uh, to agree that the need for a rate rise, but that leaves us with some, I think, big questions. So for our listeners may not be all caught up, can you provide some context? What is the state of Korea's inflation? Okay, well, Korea's August inflation rate uh, for the uh, last 12 months, so let me emphasize that this is from last August to this August, was 2.6%. Now, 2.6% was the uh, same rate in July and May. June was slightly lower at 2.4%. Uh, Bank of Korea's inflation goal is 2% uh, over the year. Uh, so on that very simple basis, uh, you can argue that BOK uh, should start the rate because it's, well, the inflation is over their 2.0 target. Uh, but the situation is a bit more complex. And while we can still argue that BOK should raise the rates based on inflation rates, the case is actually a lot weaker. First, much of the inflation is due to food and energy prices, which is outside the reach of uh, uh, Bank of Korea's domestic policy and in, uh, interest rates. Uh, so core inflation, which measures inflation excluding food and energy prices, they're still really weak. Uh, if you exclude agricultural goods and oil, which is the way Korea usually measures core inflation, it's only 1.8%, below mm. 2.0% goal. And if you use the OECD standard, which excludes food and energy, it's only 1.3%, which mm. is substantially below 2.0% target. Mm. And the uh, rise in energy prices are due to global optimism over possible recovery and restricted supply due to uh, current agreement between oil producers, including OPEC. So that's outside uh, Korea's influence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And rise in food prices are really partly seasonal. Uh, we've heard uh, uh, some horror stories about how much food prices have gone up uh, lately. How much but eggs food, cost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, food prices always rise just before the uh, Lunar New Year's and Chuseok. Mm. Uh, so uh, now, usually, after prices rise uh, in these holidays, it, prices fall between these two holidays. Uh, in the last two years, it really didn't fall very much between the holidays because of uh, weather. It was either too cold or too hot. We've been mm -hmm. having some strange weather in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, also, partially production uh, problems in production and transportation uh, due to COVID-19, though COVID-19 is probably not 
did not play as big a part as maybe uh, some people think. Uh, weather really had a bigger role to play with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so core inflation being less than 2.0% indicates that the economy really is still weak. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you use core inflation rates, uh, inflation uh, Rising interest rate was really a bit hard to justify, mm. uh, but uh, remember I said that the uh, 12-month interest rate, uh, 12-month uh, inflation rate between July and August was the same, 2.6 percent. Mm-hmm. There has been a really big change in mm. uh, if you look uh, look inside the details of those numbers. So then, what are some of these crucial differences between the 12-month uh, difference between July and August, as you've said? Okay, well, uh, if you, uh, I emphasize that uh, we measure these numbers over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. So if we look at uh, March to May last year, prices fell by about 1% because of the coronavirus shock. Mm-hmm. And prices really remained low up to about July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when we, uh, up to July, when we measured the 12-month inflation, we not only measured how much prices went up recently, but we, because we started from a really low point, uh, we also measured how much the prices went down between March and July. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last year, uh, in August and September, prices rose really quickly. Mm-hmm. So now we don't have that initial component, the, uh, starting from a really low place. So right now we're, uh, in a sense, measuring only what the uh, uh, prices went, how the prices went up recently. And even though the uh, numbers may be the same, uh, we're no longer starting from a low place when we're measuring from August. So August numbers really show that uh, if the uh, prices went up fairly quickly if you look at only month-to-month inflation, if you look at only month-to-month inflation instead of uh, uh, over the 12 months, July was 0.2%, August was 0.6%. So Mm. that's a huge rise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Now, some of it is because of the uh, rising food prices for Chuzok, but uh, it may not be entirely due to that. Mm. If you look at prices for manufacturing products, uh, if uh, last year and year before that, it was before it was below 1.0 percent on a 12-month basis, uh, but this year it's coming up to uh, more than two percent. Uh, in uh, August, it was higher than three percent. Mm. Now we know that there has been an increase in prices because of increased demand uh, domestic and global due to recovery from COVID-19, mm-hmm. and also supply bottleneck problems. Mm-hmm. For example. Uh, there's less new automobiles available because of lack of uh, automobile semiconductors. Mm. Uh, so uh, those are partially responsible for rise in uh, month-to-month inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, many analysts believe that these changes are at least for now temporary uh, because once more countries get vaccinated and production and transportation recovers, those prices will uh, hopefully fall back to more or less normal levels, mm. uh, but still, uh, there was some justification, some worries in August that inflation was accelerating. It's just uh, hidden in those monthly numbers rather than annual numbers. Mm. 
Let's also take a look at uh, unemployment rates for the country, Professor Yang. Uh, Vice Minister Hong Namgi mentioned that in August, number of jobs reached more than 99% of the level before COVID-19, suggesting that on the job front, Korea seems to have reached or almost reached a level of normality prior to the pandemic. Now, the assumption is there, but is this a valid conclusion? Or And also, does returning to pre-corona levels justify that rise in the interest rate? Okay, well, uh, it seems like uh, Vice Minister Hong Nam-gi was using, uh, comparing the August 2021 numbers with either February uh, 2020 numbers or December 2019 numbers. Uh, that's a bit misleading, I think, because a lot of... Uh, Uh, unemployment is really seasonal. If Mm. you look at the uh, monthly numbers, uh, then uh, it really has annual patterns. So for myself, I've been using uh, 2019 August numbers and comparing them with 2021 August numbers. Mm. And at least on a uh, whole number basis, if you just look at the uh, overall numbers, then you can plausibly argue that it's returned to almost normality. Uh, the uh, number of jobs right now is above where it was in August 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 2021, we had 27.6 million jobs. August 2019, we had 27.4 million jobs. So mm-hmm. there's actually more jobs now than right before the uh on the August right before the uh, coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, but because there's uh, 520,000 more working age people, mm-hmm. the employment rate is slightly lower. It, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, 61.2% uh, in August uh, August 2021, whereas mm-hmm. it was in uh, 61.4% in August 2020, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, unemployment rate is... Uh, down from uh, 3.0% in August 2019 to 2.6% uh, in uh, last uh, August 2021. Mm-hmm. And that's because fewer people uh, are participating in the uh, labor market. Uh, it might be because some of them are discouraged in finding a job uh, because uh, they haven't been able to find a job for so long. Mm-hmm. It also may be because people are still afraid of getting a job in COVID during the COVID-19, fearing mm-hmm. that they might get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the uh, happy news is that number of people laid off actually was lower in August 2021 than August 2019. Mm. Uh, in uh, 2019, there were 700,000 people, but now there's only 625,000 people. So on a purely number basis, we can argue that Korea has almost reached normality, mm. almost reached the place where it was before 2019. Uh, but there's some question on whether we reached no, a normality or a 2019 basis if you look at quality of jobs. Ah, quality basis. So, but by that, do you mean to clarify perhaps what kind of jobs would be highly in demand and also maybe industries that were hit hardest by the pandemic recovering at a slower rate? Right. Uh, so, uh, now, partially, it's a COVID-19 short-term problem. Partially, it's a more long-term problem. Mm. Uh, but still, uh, if you look at the uh, industry-level basis, as you said, uh, the highest job growth took place uh, this August in health and social service se- sector, about 243,000 jobs. But 
uh, jobs in this sector is mostly government for, uh, finance. So uh, it says that government is still playing a major role in job creation. Uh, second and third highest job growth took place in construction and uh, transportation and warehousing. The number of uh, jobs created here adds up to about 230,000 jobs. That's less than uh, the, the uh, health and social services jobs mm-hmm. being created. So if you take away the government share, uh, there's question on how much, how many jobs are really being created mm-hmm. on the uh, civilian economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest job losses took place in retail and wholesale. Third uh, biggest job loss was in arts, sports, and leisure industries. Those uh, two industries lost about 150,000 jobs, mm. and these two industries are obviously uh, affected by the uh, COVID-19 Delta variant and distancing. So the uh, COVID-19 is still being affected in the uh, job market. Mm. Age-wise, uh, if you look at who gained and who lost uh, between August 19, August 2019 and August 2021, 15 to 29-year-olds, their employment rate rose significantly. Mm -hmm. And also over 60s, uh, their employment rate rose significantly. And uh, these are, uh, again, uh, known as being mostly government-created jobs. And Mm -hmm. it's also uh, known as being part-time jobs Mm -hmm. rather than uh, full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the uh, people you think as being prime working age, the news was not very good mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, 30s and 40s, 30 uh, year olds and uh, people who are in their 30s and people who are in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the employment rate uh, compared to August 2019 really fell quite a uh, quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, more than one percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number of jobs in manufacturing fell. Uh, that was the uh, industry with the second largest job fall. And that may be because of uh, some of the uh, difficulties in getting intermediate parts because of COVID-19. Mm. Uh, and hopefully they'll recover, but still um, fall in the uh, number of jobs in the manufacturing sector was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of working hours, uh, people working part-time jobs grew somewhat between uh, August 2019 and August 2021. Uh, but people working full-time jobs, uh, working more than 50, uh, 36 hours, fell uh, between August 2019 and August 2021. Mm. So, uh, and this decline in full-time jobs, uh, if you look at people who work from 36 hours to 52 uh, hours, uh, those rose uh, from 2019 to 2021. But uh, people who work more than 52 hours fell, and it's mm. uh, those haven't been really fully replaced by people who work with, uh, 36 to 52 hours. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember, uh, Korea is, uh, is installing 52-hour work week rule right. over the last two years, so it seems that the lack of jobs here is due to these labor regulations. Uh, but the jobs lost to these labor regulations are not being made up mm-hmm. uh, with uh, full-time jobs where people make less. Mm-hmm. It's being made up with part-time jobs. So to summarize in short, uh, some may argue that technically the most economically active age, those between 30s and 40s, might not be landing those quality jobs in the private sector. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the segment, that core inflation rate uh, being less than two point. 
2.0% indicates that the economy is still weak. So to lead to our conclusion, is the economy strong enough to justify these interest rates? What is your conclusion, Professor Yang? Okay, well, if you look at the household debt, if you look at the uh, asset market bubble, uh, the uh, interest rate was uh, actually really justified, I think. Mm. Uh, But uh, that's not the traditional reason why we uh, have a rise in in interest rate. Mm -hmm. The traditional uh, reasons look at unemployment rate and inflation rate. And if you just look at inflation rate and unemployment rate, the case really is a lot weaker. That's why a lot of analysts are saying that BOK should not have raised rates or it should have delayed raising rates. Uh, but in one sense, uh, while it may be too early to raise uh, interest rates, if you just look at unemployment and inflation, mm. if you look at the household debt where Korea is one of the uh, lar- uh, largest OECD countries with not only uh, largest uh, household debt, but Korea also has really one of the largest corporate debt as well. Mm. And the rising uh, and the uh, speed of the rise is really the fastest in the OECD. Mm. And if you look at the stock market, Korea's uh, increase in stock prices after the coronavirus has been even higher than the United States. Mm. Uh, and we all know the problems with the uh, real estate market, as well as some of the crazy things that we've been seeing with bitcoins mm. uh, and other assets. Uh, so uh, if you do look at those problems, Korea really should have raised its interest rate a lot faster. Mm. And looking at it with 2020 hindsight, because at least... The uh, household uh, housing prices right, uh, price problem has been around for a long time. Uh, that uh, if you look at look at it with 2020 hindsight, perhaps before coronavirus we should have raised the interest rates, and that might have given us more room to delay raising the interest rates uh, now. Mm. But if you just look at the household debt problem, mm. uh, then. I think uh, BOK was correct in raising the rates, and it might need to raise raise it further to get a control of the uh, housing de- uh, the uh, uh, household debt problem mm-hmm. and corporate debt problem. But I really wish it, we could have gotten a handle on those problems before the coronavirus, because lowering the interest rate during the uh, uh, COVID nineteen recession mm. really made the problem a lot worse. Mm. Uh, but we were starting from a really bad place to begin with. Mm. So, so that uh, seems I to think, be the trend, right? I mean, exacerbated yeah. situations. Uh, there are big homeworks, massive ones ahead of the pandemic, and it just got severe during the pandemic. And as you mentioned, the rate at which it happened was actually truly alarming. Exactly. So uh, this really uh, points out the importance of uh, having the policies, correct policies at the right time. Mm. And uh, at least according to the household debt, we should have raised the interest rates uh, before the uh, coronavirus. Well, uh, hindsight is, uh, I think, bad comfort. But still, uh, I think uh, we need to look at uh, the uh, household debt problem uh, through the uh, correct monetary policy and if we had raised the interest rates uh, for, uh, before the coronavirus, not only it would have given us more room to raise the rates after the corona, uh, uh, corona uh, recession started, mm. uh, but uh, it may have slowed the increase of household uh, debt enough so that, well, now we may have delayed uh, the uh, raising the rates somewhat uh, be- to uh, 
give us more room to recover mm. from short-term problems mm. of the coronavirus. Thank you very much, Professor Young, for providing us with that 2020 hindsight. The Bank of Korea seems to be very much in track, on track to raise the rates further before the end of the year. Maybe as we near the end of 2021, we'll revisit this topic. It was a tough one, but thank you for the clarifications, Professor Young. Thank you. Happy Chuseok, and we'll speak to you again soon. Happy Chuseok. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.